Okay, so we're on the Gemara. Today's daf is going to be daf Yudzayin. We're going to start two lines from the bottom of ta of daf Tezayin. Ve'idoch. The Gemara here is going to tell us the next of the uh, eighteen takanas that Chazal made that Beishamai made in the time when they were in the attic of Hanani ben Chizkia. So before we start the Gemara inside, let me just mention a few things. First of all, the Gemara in this next Takana is going to be discussing Tumas oil. Tumas oil, of course, is when you have a mace and any other item or person that's under the same roof as the mace. That's Tumas oil. Now, being under the same roof as a mace, Menatera, means if you're under the same roof that has at least the minimum width of a tefach. If you're under the same place, under the same roof, but it does not have that minimum width of a tefach, the roof, the roof does not have the same width, a width of a tefach, then the tumah does not apply. The tumas oil, that is, that does not apply. But the Gemara will now say that Chachamim made a gzeda, a takana, at this time, that even if it's less than a tefach, even if it's a third of a tefach, that's enough of a roof, basically like a stick or a pole, that's going to be above a mace and above a person at the same time, one long pole above both of them, that will be enough to bring the Tumas oil upon the person. That's what the Gemara is based on. There are more details to this, of course, but let's uh, first see inside the Gemara and I'll explain it as we go along. Ve'idach, what's the next Gzeda? Ma'ihi. Tithnan, we learned in the Mishnah. Kol hametaltalin. Anytime you have any movable item, can bring tumma. Can bring tumma. It could serve as a roof, as an oil to bring tumma. But oivi hamardeya. It has to have the thickness of a mardeya. A mardeya is a goad. It's a kind of a stick or a pole that's used with an animal when they are plowing in the field to push the animal along. This is called a mardeya in Hebrew or in English a goad. So this Mardeya had a standard size, and the size, as we'll see soon in the Gemara, was a third of a tefach. And if that Mardeya, which is sort of a long stick or a long pole, that's going to be on one side above a mace, and on the other side above you, any, any part of you that is, you become Tomei. The halacha, by the way, by Tumas oil is, if any small part of your body enters under that oil, you become Tomei. Even if a small finger or a small part of your body enters into that, under that same roof, under that same oil with the mace, you become Tomei. So as long as the Mardeya is on top of a mace and part of it is on top of you, you become Tomei. When Abtarfin heard this, Abtarfin said he was very pained. He was very pained by hearing this because he thought it was a big mistake. They never made such a takana. It's not true. So he used a very sharp expression. I should cut off my child. I should lose my child. I, should, I have his expression of pain. He had such tremendous pain when he heard this halacha that's being taught in a mistake. This whole halacha is an error. The one that heard this halacha made a mistake by saying this halacha. He disagreed with this whole gzeda. They did not make this kind of gzeda. So rather, here, Rabtarfin tells us what did they hear? What is the actual halacha? So he said the halacha as follows. Ha'echer, a farmer. Oivir is walking. And he's walking with his mardeya, with this pole, on his shoulders. 
one side of this pole went over a caver. So now we have a Tumas oil here. The Tumas oil is not only over a dead body, but also over a caver. So one part of this Mardeya of this pole went over a caver. Timu Oisai, and it made him Tomei. Mishom Kalim Hamailim Alameis. Because, so now it made, Timo Isa actually means it makes the Mardeya Tomei. Now this Mardeya becomes Tomei. Why does this Mardeya become Tomei? Because the Mardeya, the pole that is, was directly above the caver of the dead person. The Halachan Binigayat Tumas oil is, as long as you have something that's directly above the dead body, whatever is above it becomes Tomei. And there's no, there's no size for that, there's no measurement for that, there's no requirements for that. Anything, the, the, the Tumma of the mace goes all the way up, straight up. Whatever is above Tumas mace becomes Tomei with the din of Tumas oil. That you now are a roof, you're above the Tumas mace, you become Tomei. So what happened over here? This farmer was carrying this pole and the pole passed through on top of a caver. So Timu Oisai, the pole itself becomes Tomei. Anything that's on top of a mace becomes Tomei. Now the Gemara doesn't finish off the story of what happened over here, of, what, of, of what's going on over here, but Rashi explains the rest, the rest of, what, of what the story with this farmer is. So now the farmer is holding the pole. The pole becomes an Ava Tumah, became Tomei from the mace. The person that's touching the pole, that's holding the pole, becomes a Rishin Latumah, right? That's the Allah always. There's the Avi Avaisa Tumah, which is the mace itself. The pole that's on top of the mace becomes an avatuma. The person that's holding the pole becomes a rishon latuma, but not more than a rishon latuma. It does not become an avatuma. So what Abtarfin is saying is the mistake that was made was the one that heard this halacha thought that just like the pole becomes an avatuma, it serves as an oil, and the person carrying the pole becomes an avatuma as well. But the MS he said he made a mistake. The pole that was on top of the mace becomes an avatoma. The person that's touching the pole does not become an avatoma. He's only a rishen lutoma. Now there's a big difference between an avatoma and rishen lutoma. An avatoma has to have the hazor of the paraduma. Third day and the seventh day, he has to wait a week to become toir. Mashenken a rishen lutoma, he goes to the mikveh. And he's tired, he's tired that, that, uh, that same day, he goes to the mikveh and becomes toir that night. So this, this is what Rav Tarfanavir said, this was the mistake. He does not become Tomei with a Ava Tomei, he becomes Tomei with a Risha and Lutomei just because he touched the pole, not more than that. Amar Rabakiva responded to this and Rabakiva explained that we could say that the Takana that was mentioned before was a true Takana. <clears throat> not exactly the way it was said in the beginning, but still Rabakiva is going to explain the Takana. I will fix the, what, the, the words that were heard in order that the Takana of Chachamim should remain. So here's the halacha. Again, we're talking about a person that's carrying an item. Let's go back to the example that we're talking about. Let's say a farmer. He's carrying a pole on his shoulders. So now that he, when he carries that pole, so part of the pole went on top of a caver, was passed through a caver, so it was an oil on top of a caver, and if that's the case, the person carrying this pole, he's actually touching the pole, he will become a tomea av hatoma like the pole itself. 
the Adam, the person carrying the pole, as long as what he's carrying is like a pole that's a Mardeya, which is a third of a Tefach wide, he becomes Tomei and Avatoma. So what Rav Akiva is saying over here is as follows, before I read further inside, Rav Akiva is saying that the, there was a Gzeda that Chachamim made, that when you have an Oihel, part of it on top of a mace, and part of it on top of a person, even if it's less than a Tefach, you become Tomei with Tomas oil. You will become an Ava Toma because it's like you're under the same oil even if it's less than a Tefach. However, what the point that Rav Akiva is adding is, only the person which is actually carrying the pole, and the pole is touching him, will become Tomei, uh, Ava Tomei. <coughs> now this person which is touching this pole, which part of it was on top of a mace, even if we're not going to make any Xeda, he's going to become a Rishon Latomei. Because the pole is a Ava Tomei, and he which touches the pole becomes a Rishon Latomei. Chachamu Wagaizer, that he shouldn't be only a Rishon Latomei, he should be a Ava Tomei. In order for people not to confuse the two, because it's a big problem if people confuse Ava Tomeh with Rishon Latomeh. Because like I mentioned before, Rishon Latomeh could go to the mikveh immediately and be tired at night. And Ava Tomeh has to wait seven days to become tired through the Paraduma. So since this person that's carrying the pole and touching the pole becomes a, a, a Tomeh, a Rishon Latomeh, so once he becomes Rishon Latomeh, Chacham Mogaizeh, that he should become an Ava Tomeh, so people shouldn't confuse between an Ava and Rishon Latomeh, and he's going to be Tomeh for seven days. But that's only regarding the person that was carrying this pole, and he would have anyways been Tomeh, a Rishon Latomeh. But... Va'al uh, atzman. Now, now, regarding the pole itself, b'chol shehen doesn't matter what size this pole was. It was a less than a tefach. It was a mashuhu. The pole itself becomes tome either way or avatome because the pole went on top of a caver. So the, once the pole itself is on top of the caver, it becomes automatically tome. Anything that's on top of a mace or on top of a caver becomes tome. Val shar odom v'kelim. Any other people that's even a finger of another person, or any other kalim that's below this pole, but did not touch the pole, it'll only become Tomei if the pole is wide enough a Tefach to serve as an oil, to serve as a roof, to make them Tomei. So Rabbi Akiva is saying, this Gzeir of Chazal, that even if it's less than a Tefach, even if it's just a third of a Tefach, you become Tomei but Tomas oil as if you're touching it, if it's on your shoulders. Well, if you're not touching it, so then we go back to the way it is Menatayda, that it has to be wide a tefach. explains what I already said, the measurement of this Mardeya. Umardeya Sha'omru, this pole, this Mardeya that they said, that if you're below it, together with a mace, you become Tomei with a Tumas Oyel, aim tefach. It does not have the minimum width of a tefach, which is the requirement Menatayda to be an oil. But it has the circumference of a tefach, which mathematically means that it's a third of a tefach. The width of it is a third of a tefach, so then the circumference of it will be a tefach. And that's because people confused it too, so therefore they were geyser that even if it just has a third of a tefach, it should be metame betomas oil. So this is the next takone that Chazal made. Rab Tarfun had big tsar and he didn't agree to this whole takana. So according to him, so we have to subtract one 
from the 18 Takanas. So what are we going to add according to Rab Tarfin? So the same that we learned already yesterday. Af benoiz kutin nidoiz marisasan boy bayoim gozru. The takana that they made, Minigaya, to girls, young girls that came from the Kutim, that they should be treated like a Nida, that takana was also made on this day according to Rab Tarf. And like we said, like, like the Gemara said before, according to Rab Yaisi. And he also agrees to Rab Meir. Rab Meir before brought, there was excited when a person left a dish, a pail under uh, a, a pipe of water, that the water that enters into that pail cannot be used for a mikveh. He holds of that takana. And he also holds of the takana that they made for the Benoist Kutim to make up for this one over here that he doesn't hold of. The Gemara goes on to the next takana. The next takana is Habaitzer Legas. A person, we had this already before. A person that is cutting grapes, is um, cutting grapes to be used in a wine press. So Shammai says, There's juice that comes out of the grapes while you're cutting it. And that's enough to make the grapes susceptible for Tumah. As we learned already many times, in order for any produce to become susceptible to Tumah, it has to come in contact with fluid, with liquid. Over here, the juice that comes out of the grapes will make it susceptible to Tumah. Hillel says, It does not make it susceptible to Tumah. The person is not interested in that juice coming out. Why should he want the juice to go to waste? He wants to press it in the, in the press. So since he's not interested in it, it is, it's not Hoksha. So Hillel challenged Shammai in the following way. Why are you saying that when you cut grapes, you have to use a clean vessel because the juice will make the grapes susceptible to Tumah? When you cut olives, the expression of moiskin is used when you, when you harvest olives. So then it does not have to be done in a, a, a pure vessel. Over there you didn't make this gzeda. Why not? If you're making the gzeda by grapes, why not make the same gzeda by olives? Amalei, Shammai answered, If you're going to provoke me, I'm going to make a gzeda also regarding the olives as well, though when you cut them, it has to be done in a pure keli. When this conversation was going on, they stuck a sword into the bismedrish. This was a sign that they're going to take a vote to see if they should follow Shammai's opinion or not. And Omeru and they said, Anyone that wishes to enter could come in. But whoever wants to leave may not leave. And on that day, Hillel was subdued and he sat in front of, in front of Shammai like one of the students because the Talmidei Beishamai outnumbered Talmidei Beishil and Hillel sat in front of Beishamai in front of Shammai that is like a student. And the Gemara adds, This was a difficult day for Klal Yisrael like the day that the eagle happened. And the Gaza Shammai, the Hillel, and at that time, so Shammai was stronger, so Shammai made the Gzeda, and Hillel accepted it. At that point, the Gzeda was not accepted. But then, later on, the students of Beishamai came, and that was in the attic of Hananiah ben Chizkiah, Gazur, they made, then they made the Gzeda again, and then the Gzeda was accepted. Okay, so, 
before we, the Gemara is going to explain the reason for this Gzeireh, more specifically what the Machlaikis of Shammai and Hillel is, but before we go weiter, this is a very, very um, interesting Gemara, that on this day that Hillel sat in front of Shammai like a student, it was as, as a difficult a day for Klal Yisrael, like the day of the Egel. What's the Pshat in this? All the Mepharshim asked the question, how could they say such a thing? Why is such an incident as difficult as the Egel itself? When you look into Rashi, Kosha, so Rashi says, what's so difficult? L'fisha Hillel Nasi. Hillel is the, lead, the leader of Klal Yisrael, V'an V'son, and he's humble. So the Mepharshim asked the question, the Svasemes asks the question, no, Bishleim, the fact that Rashi says that he was a leader, so the fact that the leader, the Nasi, has to sit subdued to Shammai, so that's not, not appropriate. But the fact that Rashi adds that he was an Onov, he was an Anvasan, he was humble, so why, why would that be anything negative? Adarabe, if he's humble, so then he doesn't mind sitting, being subdued in front of Bishamai, in front of Shammai, that is. So there's a long sikha from the Rebbe about this. And Lakuta Sikha is Chelik Chavdalat Parshas Dvarim. And the point the Rebbe makes over there is a few things. First of all, the Rebbe is Medayik. The Gemara does not say, Vahoya Kashel Yisrael Kaha Egel. The Gemara says, Kiyoim Shenase Baya Egel. Like the day that the Egel was made, not like the Egel itself. And the Rebbe points out that when the Egel happened, there were two things. There was the day the Egel was made. We learned this just now in Parshas Kisisa, in Barichas. So there's the day that the Egel was made. And then there's the following day, when they actually use the Egel for Avedizara. Two different days. That's one thing the Rebbe points out. Then the Rebbe points out that when the Eden made the Egel, it says in Mepharshim that they sort of had a good intention. They were thinking that they had, just like the Haftava Moshe Rabbeinu was a leader, as a physical human being that should be an intermediary between them and the Eibishter, so too they wanted to have something physical that should be an intermediary between, between them and the Eibishter. Just like you find later, there's the Mishkan, there's the Ara, and there's the Kapaitas, there's the Kruvim that serves sort of as an intermediary where the Eibishter dwells here in this world. That was the whole point of the Egel. That's why they made L'Chadchil the Egel. The next day, something negative came out of it, that the Eid of Rav began serving it as an Avedizara and it eventually evolved into something much more negative into Avedizara. But on the day itself that it was made, it was potentially, it could have been something positive. The Rebbe says, similar is also in the to Hill and Shammai. We know that Hill is Chesed and Shammai is Gvura. Chesed recognizes and sees and draws the Abish's presence into the world. That's what Chesed is, the Ashpah of the Abisha that recognizes and sees the Abish's presence in the world. Shammai is Gvura. Shammai is always more stringent and more harsh and is more Machmer because he sees the world as a place which is a contradiction to Hashem's presence in the world. And we have to negate the world's existence. Therefore, Bizman Azeh at least, we Paskin always like Hillel in order to draw and bring the Abish's presence into the world and not to be Mahmoud like Shammai. So over here, the fact that on this day, Hillel was sitting in front of Beishamai, Shammai that is, and potentially this could have led to the fact that the next day and in the future, the halacha from then on would be like Shammai, this was a potential of something that could lead to something negative. On that day itself, the fact that Hillel sat in front of Shammai, that wasn't the problem. But the fact that it could lead to something negative, that was the problem. And Rashi's Miram is this by adding the fact that Hillel was an Onov, because that is the reason why we Paskin like Hillel. The Gemara says we Paskin like Hillel because he is the Onov. Over here, Hillel is the Onov, and here potentially there's a risk that based on this incident in the future, the Halacha won't be like Hillel anymore. 
And then the Rebbe says, Bedakas, Bedakas could be nishtalshal once you follow Shammai's opinion and you start recognizing and looking at the world as a separate entity outside of Hashem and you have to be machmer. This could, with a big nishtalshalos, bring a different attitude in our Avedis Hashem where you have to battle the existence of the world in a different way than Hillel's approach. And this is to some degree Bedakas similar to what could come out from the Egel. So the Gemara never meant to say that this is mamish like the Egel itself. But what it's saying is, just like the Egel HaChatchila was positive, or could have been positive, and something negative came out of it afterwards, the same thing over here also, Paskani like Shammai on that day was nothing wrong. But potentially later, this Hanhaga of Shammai, if we'll Paskin always like Shammai, could be Hishtalshalus, bring out something negative, to have a different attitude to the world, that the world is a Metzias Bifnayatzma that you have to battle with, and therefore the Gemara compares it to the day that the Egel was made. That's the Rebbe's Pshat in the Gemara. You can look in Chelech Chavdalet, Parshas, Dvarim, it's a Meir de Gesicha. Let's see Vait in the Gemara. My Taimah. So now what's the reason for this argument between Shammai and Hillel, whether they made this gzeda uh, regarding the cutting of the grapes, whether it's susceptible to Tumma or not. Amaziri, Amar Abchanine, gzeda, the gzeda is, Shammai Yiftzerenu Bekupais Tmeis. Perhaps he might use Tomei baskets to cut the grapes. And if you, you use Tomei baskets, any juice that comes in contact with Tomei baskets, that juice becomes immediately Tomei, and that juice will immediately make the grapes Tomei. So because of such a case, therefore they were gazed that whenever you cut grapes, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't uh, use ever any Tomei baskets, you should know that it's susceptible to Tomei, you should be very, very careful. This is understandable, this works according to the one that says that if you have a Tome Keli and the Mashkin that come in contact with those Tome Keli, even if those Mashkin were Mashkin that you completely unintended to be there. It's the juice that comes out and you didn't intend it to be there, but still because it enters into the Tome Keli, it becomes Tome. So shop it, we could understand why we have Xeda. There's another mandama that argues and says that even if the basket is tommy and there's juice that comes out, but because you did not intend that liquid to be there at all, the tommy basket will not make it tommy. So then what, what kind of exeda is there here? There's no reason to be geyser for anything. Even if you actually have tommy baskets, the fluid of the, the juice that comes out does not become tommy. Ela Maziri Amar Abchanina, a different Gzeda. Gzeda Shem Yiftzerenu Bekupais Mezufafais. He might be using a basket which is insulated. Usually when a person uses a basket to, to, to gather the grapes, so it's probably not an insulated basket, and he's going to take the grapes to the wine press. So whatever juice comes out is not staying inside the basket. So the person does not intend to use that juice at all. But if you have insulated baskets, so then maybe the person is thinking whatever juice comes out is insulated in the basket, I'm going to use it in the wine press as well. Kumtais, that liquid is something that he's interested in, he wants, and that will make it susceptible to tumma. So that was the Xeda. 
here is when you have clusters of grapes that are sort of very tight together and he separates these grapes and while he separates the grapes when he's picking it so some juice comes out because the person is doing it by hand whatever juice comes out you can't say that he doesn't intend that juice to come out it's like psikresha the juice is going to come out and therefore that juice will become tummy will make it susceptible to Tumah, that is. Rav Nachman Omar, Rabbi Baravuah, another Gzayde. Pa'omim sh'odam ho'yelech le'karmoy. Sometimes a person goes out into his vineyard, leida imigiu anovim l'ptzire, to go and inspect the anovim, to see if the time for harvest has come. Oiloi, or maybe not, they're not ripe yet. V'noitil eshkel anovim, and he takes a uh, cluster of grapes, l'saychtoi, to squeeze it, to see if it's, if it's ready to see the juice, to see if it's ready to be harvested. And he drips from this juice on other grapes. And then when he comes back later to harvest the grapes, they might have from that juice that he intentionally squeezed onto the grapes, it might still be there. And when he cuts it, it's already automatically susceptible to Tumah because he personally intentionally squeezed the, uh, the, the, the juice onto the grapes. So because of that situation where a person goes and inspects the grapes in advance and he makes it wet, therefore they will geyser according to Shammai that it should always be done betara because it's susceptible to Tumah. V'idach. The Gemara goes on. What's the next Gzeda? Omar Tevi Rishpe Omashmol Tevi Rishpe is the name of a person. Rishpe Rashi says he was a person that used to spread out nets to uh, capture uh, animals and birds. So he said in the name of Shmuel, Af gidulei truma, truma gazru. The fact that if a person takes truma, he has seeds of truma, he has any other food of truma, and he takes it and he replants it in the ground. Now once you re replant it, minatayre, it rots in the ground and whatever grows is a new entity. It doesn't have the status of truma anymore. But chachamim will geyser that if you plant truma, whatever grows should have the same status as truma. This gzeda was made on this day. My time, what's the reason for this Gzeda? Because Yisrael might separate Truma, but he's very stingy. He's from, but he's very stingy. He doesn't want to give the Truma to the Kayin, so he keeps it in his own possession. And what is he going to do with it? Can't eat it. So he's going to take it, he's going to replant it, and then he's going to be able to eat it because now it's a new entity. So they were geyser that if you replant it, it remains Truma, and you can't use it, so he'll give it to the Kayin. Rava doesn't understand this Gzeda. If you're suspecting this person for this, so then Afrushi Lifrushu. So he shouldn't be giving so much truma. Okay, so Rashi explains over here. So let's see first Lash on the Gemara. It's possible to take one kernel and to give truma for an entire pile of truma. There is no shear of the truma how much a person has to give. He can take one little chita for everything. So he can do like Shmuel if he's really stingy and he doesn't want to give the kain. He just has to take off a tiny kernel and the like of it. And if he did not do this, if he took much more truma, so then he muni We should trust him that he's not going to keep the truma and then replant it. Why are we thinking? Why are we geyser that this person is taking the truma with the requirement that Chazal required a much larger requirement than just one chita and he might replant it to use it for himself why would he do such a thing 
That's the way Rashi explains the Gemara here. Ella, rather, Gzeira, the Pshad over here is, Mishum Trumet Meya Biyat Kayan. The Kayan himself, if a Kayan has Trumet Meya, what could he do with Trumet Meya? He can't eat the Trumet Meya. You could use it, you have to burn the Trumet Meya. You could use it maybe as fuel for a fire and so on, but you can't eat it. So, what does this Kayan want to do? The Kayan might keep it and he might want to replant it when the season comes to plant. And then it'll, it'll become chulin, it's a new entity, and then he can eat it. So because the Kayan might hold on to it, he might hold on to this Trumet until he could replant it. And he might come to eat it. If it's sitting around, he might forget that it's only to be used to burn, and he might come to eat it. So therefore there were geyser, that even if you plant it, it's going to retain its status of Trumet, so therefore he's not going to come to leave it around. What was the next uh, Takana? So the Takana was, and this is somebody that's brought in the Mishnah later in Shabbos, a person that's walking on the way and it became dark and it's after it says Shabbos arrived and he's walking and he has his wallet in his pocket. So what he does is he gives his wallet to a guy to carry for him. They made this gzeira on this day. It's interesting. This is actually on one hand, this is a chumra, this is a gzeira. But at the same time, there's a kula, there's a leniency here as well. The chumra is because he might think to himself, you know what, I'm going to walk two amas at a time. I'm not allowed to carry this four amas at a time in the Rosh Hashanah. I'll walk two amas and I'll stop and I'll walk two amas and I'll stop. And like this, I can carry my uh, wallet home. But you should not do that. Rather, you should take the wallet out of your pocket and give it to a guy. But that itself is a kula. Because usually you're not allowed to tell a guy to do a malacha for you on Shabbos. But over here, because Chachamim knew that a person will not be able to leave his wallet there. It's going to be too much of a challenge for him to tell him to leave the wallet there on the street with his license, with his credit card, and with everything else in it. So they said, you give it to a guy and the guy will, try, will, will carry it for you. So this takana was made on this day as well. So the gzeren is that they shouldn't walk. That you shouldn't walk for Amis with it. Rather Correct. That's the gzeren. Rather give it to a guy. The next gzeren. Omar Bali Omar Avi Sin Sanvito. Avi Mi Sanvito said, Piton Vishamnon Vienon Ubnisayan. The bread that's baked by a guy, the oil that comes from a guy, and the wine that comes from a guy, Ubnaisayan, and their daughters as well. As Rashi brings over here, the Gemara Navidizara explains, it doesn't refer to marrying a Gaisha girl, but it refers to Yichud with a Gaisha girl. They were Gaiser on Yichud with a Gaisha girl. Kulan, Miyud, Ches, Davar, Hain. These are all also from the 18. Takon, part of the 18 Takonis, and as Rashi says, they are all counted as one. These are all, they, were, they were all made together and they were all made for the same purpose and the purpose over here was because all these things will bring social mingling and social closeness with Goyim and in order for Yidin to stay away from Goyim or the expression that we're hearing a lot uh, lately is social distancing so therefore they were geyser all of these things the bread the, the, the oil and the wine and the and seclusion with a Goyish girl in order to stay away from the Goyim so all this is the Rabbanon and these are all Gzeris the Rabbanon that were made at this time at this time period. Now, Derech Agav, when you get to the pas, so there's there's pas palter, which is bread that's baked by a baker, and that in Shulchan Aruch is brought that there's a machleikus about it, and you could be makel to use it. 
And that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch, that even those that are mekel, but an Aseris and Meitshuva, they're machmer. Uh, but pas uh, balabayis, if there's a Goyish uh, private house owner that breaks bread, that's also a kula alma to use. So there are those that are mekel on pas that's baked by a Goyish bakery. But uh, if you can, most people are machmer not to use any bread from a Goyish bakery. The gzeda on the oil was not, was not accepted in Klal Yisrael, as the Gemara Navidizadeh says, and is not kept. It wasn't accepted Bachlal. The gzeda on the wine, is a very strong gzeda and the gzeda on the wine is actually also a gzeda that it's also bahana because it's also connected to Yayin Nesach it's already a different story that's, that's a very strong gzeda we'll see Mitzchem when we learn the Gemara in Avedizara and Bnei Sayin, and then there's the gzeda of Yichud with a Goyish girl so this is the gzeda so now the Gemara is going to take account of all the Yudches Dovar and to make the Cheshbin do we have Yudches do we have 18 or not so the Gemara goes back to something that we learned at the end of Daf Tezayin. Again, let me just remind you, on Daf Tezayin, the Gemara brought a, a Mishnah there, I believe it was. Yep, there was a Mishnah, a person that puts a pail under the pipe of water, and the water enters into there, you forgot the pail there, and the weather changed, and there's exaited that they said that you can't use that water for a mikveh, that was uh, what Shammai, Beishamai was geyser, and the Gemara there brought that Rabbi Yaisi disagreed. Rabbi Yaisi said, no, this was a machlaikis between Basil and Beishamai, and Basil was Mekel, and this was not part of the 18 things, not part of the 18 Takonis. So the Gemara is now going to examine the number of 18 things based on that machlaikis before. Zakh the Gemara. According to Rab Meir, that says regarding that case of the pail of water that's used by the pipe of water, that by the mikveh that they were geyser. So it makes sense. We have 18 things. If you count them up, you'll have 18. And Rashi over here counts up all the things that we have. You have nine, the nine things that the Gemara brought in the beginning that are all Shani Latoma. That was the first thing that the Gemara brought from the mission of Zavin. Ain Kairin. You're not allowed to le- read on Shabbos, that is, by a light of a lamp. Ain't piling, not to de-louse your clothing by the light of a lamp. That's 11. And then you have the case of the tzinner, which is the pipe, the mikveh, the story with the, uh, that we just mentioned. Mardeya, the tumah of oil, when it's less than a tefach. Benois kutim, which is exactly they made on uh, girls of the kutim, that they're like a nida. And baitzer, what we just learned, when you cut the grapes, that it becomes susceptible to tumah. The Dulei Truma, what grows from Truma retains its status of Truma, and Noisin Kisai, that you have to give your wallet to a guy, and Piton Shamnon, and then the Xeris that they made on the bread, on the oil, and on the wine, Chode, that's all one, so together, if you count it, it's 18. Those are the 18 Takanas that they made. So that works according to Rabbi Meir. However, according to Rabbi Yaisi, there's only 17. So even though the Gemara before asked this question of Rabbi Yaisi, and the Gemara said, we're going to add the case of Benois Kutim, but we need that for the 18. Even according to Rabbi Meir, we need that for the 18. So according to Rabbi Yaisi, we're still left with 17. And Teisvis points out that this is a question according to Rabbi Yaisi, and it's also a question according to Rabbi Tarfin that we just learned. Rabbi Tarfin also took out one, the case of the Thomas oil that they made exeter. So according to Rabbi Tarfin, the same question. So the Gemara answers, There is an 18th Gzeda which was mentioned by Rav Acha Barada. So he said as follows, 
Gozero. So he starts off with the Xeta that we mentioned before, and then he's going to add another Xeta that we didn't mention before. Gozru al piton mishum shamnon. They made the Xeta not to use the bread that's baked by the Goyim because of their oil. Val shamnon, and also a Xeta on the oil mishum yenon, because of their wine. So the Gemara asks on this, wait a minute, al piton mishum shamnon? They made the Xeta on the bread so you shouldn't come to eat their or drink their oil? What does that mean? My ulme de shem mi pas. Why is there any advantage should exate on the oil over the bread? Ella rather, Gozru al piton vishamnon, the Xeta was on the bread and on their oil, mishum yenon, because of the wine. The wine is obviously something which is used more socially in settings and it's an alcoholic beverage that brings greater closeness. That was the original Xeta. And then because of that, they also made the Xeta on the bread and on the wine. Val yenon mishum, on the, on the oil, bread and the oil, right. Valyenon Mishum Bnaisayan. And the Xeda on the wine was because of the girls that they shouldn't seclude themselves with the girls and come to marry them. Val Bnaisayan and why not why not to seclude themselves with a Goyesha girl? Mishum Dovaracher, not to come to Dovaracher, which means Avaidizara. So till here is basically everything we learned before. Now Rav Acher Bar adds another Gzeda that we didn't learn before. Va'al Dovar Acher, there was one more Gzeda, Mishum Dovar Acher, because of another reason. Very interesting expression, but the Gemara explains it right away. My Dovar Acher, what was this other Gzeda? Omer Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak said, Gozru al Tinek Nochri. They made a Gzeda on the Goyesha children, Shemetame Beziva. That he should be considered to be Tome like a Zov, even though there is no Zov by a Goy, for sure not a child, there's no idea of Ziva, but they made a Gzeda on Goyesha children to be Tome like a Zov. Why? Shaloi. Shaloi Yehei. So that a Yiddish child should not be accustomed to playing with a Goyish child with Mishkov Zohar. And they can come to a, a conduct of Mishkov Zohar having inappropriate relationships. So they wanted to keep a distance between Yiddish children and Goyish children. This is the 18th Gzeda according to Rabbi Yaisi. So if we have an 18th Gzeda according to Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Havi. So according to Rab Meir, we're going to have 19 Xeris. We have one extra. And for the Gemara, now the Gemara goes back to something that we learned all the way before. It's probably on Dafyud Gimel or so. Dafyud Dalet, Dafyud Gimel. So the Gemara says, we had over there the Xeris that they made regarding Mashkin. And there were two Xeris they made regarding Mashkin. One is that Mashkin becomes a Rishin Latuma and it makes food tome, and the other one is that mashkin makes kalim tome. Even though usually a rishon tome does not make kalim tome, mashkin makes a kalim tome as well. So now the Gemara says, according to Rav Meir, the two gzeris of mashkin are considered to be one. Eichlin, the kalim, shenitmu, bemashkin, the two gzeris that mashkin make, eichlin tome and kalim tome, the chode choshev lehu. He counts them both as one gzeira. And therefore, we have 18 according to Rab Meir that counts them as one. According to Rabbi Yaisi that counts them as two, we also have 18 gzeiras. That's the conclusion of the sugya of the 18 gzeiras. Now we're ready to go back to Masech the Shabbos, the halachas of Shabbos that will continue Mitzvah in the next Mishnah starting tomorrow. So Hamshach goes into the next Omid. We'll start a Mitzvah tomorrow, the Mishnah with the next Indian. Hi, hi, is 11. Yeah, the 18 Zaydis of Chazal.